comes up Driving when the sun goes down The hum of 18 wheels Lord, that's a lonely sound I spend all day Chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time Now it don't matter where I'm going I just gotta drive I have the white line fever till the day that I died I said 18 wheels Hey friends, this is Gary Rayburn of Lonesome Road Ministries and we got an awesome program for you I know you're going to enjoy it today and you're going to want to get more copies of this so... Give us a call, 618-383-2107, or log on to lonesomeroad.org. Or you can email me at gary.lonesomeroad at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Now sit back, listen, and enjoy today's program from Lonesome Road Ministries, Church on the Road. Give us a call. We look forward to hearing from you. I keep those wheels to turn in. Town to town, there's so much I gotta see. I gotta look around. I got diesel smoke rolling from two chrome stacks. My address is 408 414, a big blue mag. Now it don't matter where I'm going, I just gotta drive. I have the white line fever to the day. Is my life, and it's also Charles Stevens' life, ain't it, Charles? Amen. Yeah. Amen. Forty-one years worth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Charles Stevens is with us today, and he's going to give a testimony that is going to go all over this country, and I know it's going to change the life of a lot of people. But before we do that, you said we need to start with prayer, so I want to put on a, a song, a Trucker's Prayer. Amen. As I look out the windshield of this big old truck, Lord, I know my safety does not depend on luck. Every turn of the wheel is in your control. You take care of my body, spirit, and soul. Lord, you ride with me down every long highway. You are my protection at work or at play. Thank you, Lord, for taking my life in your hands. You help me face life's challenges like a man. Lord, you give me the strength and courage to tell those who reject you are on the road to hell. Lord, you gave me a wife who is pure and true. Without her love, I just wouldn't know what to do. Through the good times and the bad, she has stood by my side. I'm so much in love with you, Lord, and my bride. Lord, thank you for my daughters and my sons, for the hugs and kisses from their little ones. For those who worship you and strengthen my faith, my church family who comes early and stays late. Thank you for the prayer warriors on bended knees, those who pray each day for a truck drivers like me. Lord, for the lost souls traveling down the highways, bring them home safely to their children at play. Please open their blind eyes so they can see the fountain of blood that flows from Calvary. 
Lord, thank you for the Holy Spirit's power, which gives me strength to face each earthly hour. Thank you for making this day my very best, and at the end of the day, for giving me rest. Lord, when my earthly travel down here is done, when me and my truck have made our final run, I will go on to your open arms with joyful smiles, thanking you for riding with me all those miles. Let it be in the name of Jesus, I plead, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, dear Lord, I just want to thank you and praise you, Lord God, for this opportunity. My preacher always starts every sermon with a prayer to ask that you'd put him behind the cross. So, Lord God, I'm asking that right now today, Lord God, before anything ever comes out, Lord God, for you to be in everything said and done here today, Lord God, and to bless every soul that listens to this, and you get all the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Charles. And we want to thank all of our listeners out there for tuning in. You're going to be blessed today. Charles Stevens is, where are you from, Charles? Well, I live in Chucky. My wife and I and family live in Chucky, Tennessee. We've lived there since uh, we moved there in 91, originally both from Haywood County, North Carolina, back up in the mountains. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's awesome, man. I love love that area down in there, them Smoky Mountains, man. We we like to go down there every year, and we travel down to South Carolina every year to see our son. So we love that drive down through through, uh, Tennessee and North Carolina and into South Carolina. So you're living in God's country. Amen. Amen. That's what we've all been grown up listening to, you know, lived there all of our life and uh, just uh, right there in the Appalachian Trail all the way through the mountain area there. So you're an over-the-road truck driver. You used to be. Now you're uh, kind of a regional driver. Or yes, sir. Yes, who are you sir. driving for, Charles? XPO Logistics. Uh, been with them since they bought, well, they bought out Conway uh, Freight. So, you know, the Lord has blessed me with that uh career for over 41 years 41 years of driving that's uh over 4 million miles amen <laughs> yeah I've got, i drove over 4 million miles too but i uh, xpo logistics man i depend on them guys i depend amen. on you guys because you bring our cds to us amen praise <laughs> so, god and i just love uh what we're doing here in the cab riding along with these drivers and so we're going to get uh, into your testimony here. You shared a little bit of your testimony with me over the phone, and I said, "Man, we got to get that on a CD." And yes, sir. here we are. So, Amen. Let's uh, let's get into your testimony, Charles. Okay. Well, I, you know, uh, when since you asked me, brother, I say I'm very humbled that the uh, Lord could use me with it. But then I think of all that He has done for my wife and I, and even my whole life. And how it's really touched my heart because when I started praying about my testimony and how it goes back plumb into my childhood, and how there was never prayer in our home. My mom and my dad never prayed. I, well, maybe I should say I never heard them pray. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. We uh, never went to church. Right. Uh, I've got a bro- well, my brother went on to be with the Lord there back in December. But uh, my sisters and I and him, you know, we never we never witnessed prayer. We never were. were I, I'm speaking for myself. You know, they were all older, so. But it's, it's so important to pray with your children. It's so important to pray with your wife or your husband, your family, but first of all, you have to be saved. That's right. That's right. You know, but I never witnessed growing up until I was about six years old before I even went into church that I can recall. And that was when my Aunt Barbara asked me to carry the rings in the wedding, in her wedding. At six years old, I saw what inside of a church looked like. 
At seven years old, you know, we went to my grandfather's funeral. That was the second time. And then for years, I don't remember. Like I said, it's so sad when I think about my childhood. And now I, I can relate how important prayer is yeah it's so much about prayer having a relationship with our lord jesus christ that it it just breaks my heart when i recall our childhood about the things that could have been different if my mom and dad had a prayer life if they had if they were saved if they there's so many questions when you look back on your childhood, and, and the Lord's put this on my heart to share. For those Christians that are out there that is listening to this message, you need to pray. It's all about prayer. Amen. You know, and, and, and the Lord put this scripture on my heart, Matthew 7, 7. And you know 7 is a number completion. Yeah. The first word that Jesus said in Matthew 7, 7 is ask. Ask. And right. ye shall be given, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. And you know, we've heard that many times, but have you meditated on it? Have you studied it? That these are the very words of Jesus, Brother Gary. Yes. It's serious. And, and how we've shared how God has answered prayer, and God has put so many things on my mind about how He has answered prayer through these years. But yet, they say the statistics of a, just the, pre, uh, the saved, the uh, Christians, how often do they pray? How often do you pray that's listening to this right now? Do you pray with your children, grandchildren? Do you pray before a meal? Do you pray at all? Except for on Sunday morning. I tell you what, I, it, 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 it's really got... Come on, brother. <laughs> it, it, it just touched my heart yeah. that God give us such a weapon that the devil will tremble at the name of Jesus Christ, Amen. but yet we won't call on him. That's right. But it, it's just something, I, um, before I get into my testimony, that the Lord really put on my heart to share this, Matthew 7, 7, and it is so important. He repeated it. That was in the first gospel of Matthew. He repeated these two verses, Matthew 7, 7, and 7, 8. In Luke chapter 11, verse 9, word for word, And I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth. And you know, brother, you know, we've been sharing since I've been here last night about how God has answered your prayers. Right. And how, you know, praise God, how... I came here to give my testimony. I was blessed with Gary's testimony of how he, when it finally came to him, to, you know, he could only put out a hundred tapes a month. Was it a month? Yeah. A hundred tapes a month. Yeah. And it dawned on you, well, Lord, this is your ministry. I need some help here. And his testimony, he hadn't had to pay for a tape or a CD ever since. Is that correct? That is correct. Praise yep. God. All I, had, all I had to do was ask. Ask. Praise God. And, you know, but it all starts with asking the most important question, Lord, will you save me? That's right. The most important one of all, when Jesus says to ask, and it shall be given, he's talking about salvation right there, Lord. Lord, did I pray that everybody will ask, that here's this, that, that, if, that don't know that they're saved, that don't know where they'll go when they breathe their last breath here. Where would they breathe it? You're going to one of two places. One's down and one's up. It's heaven or hell. Some people don't want to hear about it, but it's clear. Read the Bible. Jesus preached more on hell, brother, than yeah. he did heaven. But praise God, ask, and it shall be given unto you. And we're talking about eternal salvation, brother. We're talking about a life forevermore with our Lord and Savior, with those that's went on, just like I, my brother went on to be with him back in December. And you know his favorite song, Brother Gary? Yeah. I want to stroll over heaven with you. It's my brother's favorite song. And he's up there strolling over heaven right now. Yes, he is. And you know, part of just a tidbit of testimony, the night that he 
died in North Carolina. I had left from my run going to Charlotte, North Carolina. And I had just got out on the road and the Lord put on my heart to learn the words to that song. And I had it on CD and I kept playing it over and over trying to memorize the verses of that song. And right when I went through it about three times I got a phone call from the hospital giving me notification that my brother had went on. And I said, could you tell me what time? And she said, 8 o'clock. And I got those Jesus bumps all over me. I said, that's just like my brother. You know, praise God. Here he's up there. He just went. Jesus called him home. And Jesus put on my heart to learn his favorite song, I Want to Stroll Over Heaven With You. And here I am trying to sing that song while you're taking him home. Praise God how good God is, how awesome God is. And he just says to ask. Praise God. Hallelujah. And you know, and I go back to my childhood, Brother Gary, never witnessing prayer. You know, it breaks my heart. You know, because my mom left my dad when I was 15, she, uh, well, we'll, we'll just say that. She, she left and just called that night, and, it, and, you know, it broke my heart at 15 years old and didn't understand. There's a lot of things that God has kept me from and kept out of my memory banks that happened all during those times. But I know, you know, my dad loved her with all his heart, but she chose to go a different way and uh, but my dad had a stroke you know and he couldn't he couldn't hardly get out of bed there for several weeks but he battled back and uh, started exercising he had an old bulldozer we had a couple old dump trucks you know it's amazing how God used him and I and, and my brother to have that construction business and and what time he wasn't in the construction business he's driving a truck yeah. brother Gary yeah which reminds me, brother, you know, my testimony, it goes back and forth in time. But it reminds me of the one time I got to go with him, praise God, and uh, it was during Christmas break. He had a trip out to Texas. And uh, this ties in with you is wondering how I got my handle tumbleweed. Yeah, I was wondering. Praise was God. <laughs> yeah, I seen it on your paper there. But uh, I was about 10 years old, and he said, now, son, we might not be back for Christmas. I said, I don't care, Dad, I want to go with you. You know, I want to go with you in that cab over Peterbilt out to yeah. Texas. And uh, so he did. He let me. And uh, we got out there to El Paso. But on the way, I saw all those tumbleweeds as blowed up against the fence. I said, Dad, I want one of them tumbleweeds. You know, I'd love to take a tumbleweed back to, back to the house, you know, back to North Carolina. I bet there ain't no tumbleweeds in North Carolina, you know. <laughs> and he just kept on and said, Son, you don't want one of them. So we got on out to El Paso got dropped out he couldn't get a load back and so he finally got it okay to come back dead head back because it's christmas yeah well i kept on to him dad i want one of them tumbleweeds we we got out of el paso coming back east and he finally got tired of hearing me gary he pulled <laughs> over on the shoulder of the road he said all right son go down there and get you one of them tumbleweeds i jumped out of that truck i'll run down there next to that fence both arms got an arm full of tumbleweed well i couldn't get rid of it quick enough <laughs> brother that thing i had no idea it's full of stickers and pricklies and it was all over me and i couldn't get it off of me and he was up there just laughing. He was laughing. Out. He, he, the door was open. He was just hee-haw laughing at me. But I was determined. Yeah. I was taking that tumbleweed home. So I did, and it hung on our front porch for a long time until it got blowed away. So it, <laughs> it's blowing still through North Carolina somewhere. It's still going. But when I told that story to a good friend of mine, Jerry, at a, the terminal, he's retired now, but uh, he said, from now on, your handle is tumbleweed. There ain't no more. It's got to be tumbleweed from now on. That's how I got the handle tumbleweed, my yeah. good friend, uh, Jerry. And, and, you know, talking about Jerry, you know, you talk about how God will put people in your life. That's right. Praying people. Yeah. When my dad, when we got to where we live now, and that's a whole testimony in itself, how God has used us, has blessed us, answered prayer. He was the one man that showed up on our doorstep when I was having to take time off with groceries. Didn't know this man. We had, I had just got there to work there just a few months when my dad, maybe a year, but this man 
he he walked the walk. So, you know, I, I just want to thank him for walking that Christian walk and reaching out to a brother in need. And yeah. I was blown away from his kindness and his prayers over the years. But, uh, you know, even once before, when I was just a kid, the first time I witnessed uh, uh, God answering a prayer, well, it was after my neighbor moved in next door and, and started inviting me to church, brother. Yeah. You know, as God brings these memories back to my mind, you know, it, it all goes back to parents, how important it is to take your kids to church, how important it is first to get saved yourself, or at least go to church or let them go to church. Right. You know, I've heard several testimonies here. After my mom left, they invited me to church. By this time, I was 15. And that's when I turned loose of that pew one one day when I went back to church with my neighbors and 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 uh, walked that aisle, brother, and I got saved. <laughs> Amen. I tell you, you know, you know, the devil always asks you because did you really get saved? Because me being a teenager and starting to driving, and which is another thought, church members, reach out to those that just got saved. I got lost in a crack somewhere after getting saved. I was a teenager running around. You know how we are, brother. Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> oh, well, back in the day, but when you had hair. <laughs> yeah, back when I had hair. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, uh, you know, praise God, the Lord put this on my heart. You need to reach out to those that get saved. That's right. Nobody reached out to me to disciple, to help, to be an encouragement. I was just thought, okay, that's it. I'm saved, good. We're, we're, you know, that's it. So I didn't know. I, you know, this was a whole new thing to me. But yet, God loved me through it all. Yeah, he does. God protected me. I can look back and see times I should be dead, brother Gary, running outrageous speeds, <laughs> drinking, taking stuff that we shouldn't take. Yeah. You know. Doing all the things that teenagers, well, most, lot, whatever, that we did when we were young. But God protected me through it all. But you know, brother, I'll tell you what. God, He put something within me, the Holy Spirit, that I don't know how to explain it other than it was Him that got me through so many hard times, got me through so many difficult times, dealing with the things that we were dealing with. But... God was always there. And one specific thing, when uh, Dad traded a dump truck, he traded it for a 77 cab over Pete and put me in it. I was just 20 years old. Yeah. But, you know, back then you just had a chauffeur's license. Right. Oh, you could drive anything, right? <laughs> but uh, that was another blessing that I didn't see coming. I thought, man, this is the life. Get out here, you know, run up and down the highways. And, and uh, well, there, that whole nother lifestyle, yeah. you know, as your testimony. Right, yeah. How we get into things we shouldn't be in and everything else. But God saw me through so many times and saved me through so many wrecks, even brought me through some times of running off the highway mm-hmm. asleep. Yeah. And not knowing where you're at. But yeah, you wind back up on the highway one night, Gary. One night I woke up and I was going right down through the middle of Arizona when I didn't know where I was at. But I just started dropping gears, come back up on the interstate, and got down on my knees outside the truck, thanking God that he saved my life. Wow. And I pulled the tumbleweeds out from the bumper. <laughs> there was tumbleweeds all in the bumper. But praise God, you know, it's all about prayer, brother. It's all about calling on Him. Just like we said in that scripture, Matthew 7, 7, where He said, Ask, and it shall be given. You know, I specifically remember after meeting my wife, when I started dating her, Jackie, I had a couple other girlfriends that I was crazy about, and and I didn't know, you know, I was messed up in the head. I really didn't know that God had sent her, you know, but I thought she was really special, but... I really didn't really know how much I loved her. You know, we'd dated probably a couple of years when I would be in from yeah. off of the road for three or four weeks. She'll tell you, 
you know, that I sent her a, we call it a Dear John letter, because I had prayed to God. I said, God, I want, and I know it was the Holy Spirit revealed this to me, just like he did to Peter when Jesus asked Peter, who do you say that I am? And when he told him that you are the Christ, right. and he said, the Holy Spirit revealed that to you, the Holy Spirit has bound to put this thought in my head that God, you only you know who, what woman you created just for me and me for her. And that's the one I want because yeah. I'm messing it all up. <laughs> and right after that, the next day, this other girl drives up and I'm thinking, okay, Lord, maybe she's the one. But sometimes God has a different plan because I broke up with Jackie and uh, through that process, I realized how much I did love her. Right. And God started showing me the things that matter and how she loved me for me, pure and simple. Just like Jesus loves us with a pure heart. Amen. Nothing in between. You know, just pure. Pure love with a pure heart. And he showed that. And I just can't explain it, but I knew then she was the one. <laughs> I talked her into going with me to Texas. This was several weeks later, but she was 19 and I was 24. And I said... You love me, don't you? She said, yes, I do. I said, well, let's just go to Texas and get married then. <laughs> and my dad, at that time, he had got well enough to where he was driving a truck also. For, our, for a short period, we had two trucks and trailers, and we had two loads going to San Antonio. <laughs> and praise God, we, uh, we took off and got married out in, uh, just west of San Antonio, a little town called Bernie, Texas. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, God will answer prayer. Just like I called out to him, Lord, you know exactly who you have just for me. And that's when he started actually showing me which one it was. And I just thank God for that. So, number one, ask him to save you. Number two, ask when you're confused, when you want to know the exact one that God created for you, whether it be a husband or a wife, God knows exactly who He has exactly that a, that's perfect for you. That's what I've taught my kids, Brother Gary, yeah. to ask God. He knows exactly. You know, right after the episode where my, my you know, my dad, you know, he got, to, when he caught the cancer, they found the cancer in his lung and they couldn't operate on it and gave him six months to live. He started asking me to pray with him and read the Bible every night. Wow. And praise God, he got saved. Hallelujah. I got to witness my dad getting saved right there in our home, you know, before he died. And, and that's cherished memories that God allowed and used me, even though I really didn't know what I was going on, brother. <laughs> but yet, what a memory it is that, that, my dad got a hunger for the Word, and he got a hunger for Jesus. And every night, he wanted me to read the Bible and, and pray with him. Wow. And he started every time people would come to see him, which shocked family members when he said, pray that the Lord will take me home, I'm ready to go. And they didn't know how to respond to that, brother. Yeah. They didn't. Yep. Especially coming from my dad. He was a hard man. I mean, he was in a lot of ways, but yet he had a loving heart. Even when you go to buy a car, brother, <laughs> you know, it goes back to asking. Yeah. You know, only God knows if that car's going to blow up before you get off a car lot with it or not. <laughs> There's been many a times me and Jackie just about had to push a car on the car lot to trade. And we were praying all the way, Lord, the, our a specific instance came up. We were needing a car bad. It was right after my dad had uh, went on to be with the Lord, and we were still struggling to make ends meet, and the car was having issues, and she needed one to go to North Carolina to check on her mom every weekend. And uh, we prayed about it and said, Lord, we've just spent out $400 to try to keep this car to run, and we've got to have a car. We're going Saturday. Remember... We, we went out Saturday morning on a mission. Lord, you got to show us the right car. 
And Lord, we need at least $400 out of this old car. We need it. We just spent $400 on it. So that's all we're asking, Lord. Just give us $400 and, and get us a vehicle. We went down to Morristown, Tennessee, a little car lot, looked around at things we thought we could afford, drove the little car up there. That morning it cranked and ran perfect, brother. And it was missing and sputtering, but Saturday morning that car ran perfect. And uh, we went to the car lot, and I was honest with the man. I said, to tell you the truth, I've just spent $400 on this car. My wife needs a car, you know, to be able to drive to go to see her mom in North Carolina, which is a two-hour drive each way. And he said, well, you've looked at these. Have you considered this one over here? I said, we can't afford that. There's no way. He said, well, let me do some figuring here. We'll see how it works out. Brother, when it all come down, he gave us over, a, it was three times what we asked God to give us for that car. And I was blown away when he showed me the paperwork. And he said, this is what your payment will be. Can you afford that? I said, yes, sir. <laughs> and that's how God answers prayer. When you ask him, brother, yeah, we, we got a car. It was like brand new. It, it, it's like you said, your pickup you just got. It looked yeah. like brand new on the inside and out. Yeah. It just had, it was still under factory warranty. Yeah. And we was just, we drove away like, <laughs> wow, God, look what God can do when you ask him. But, brother, you got to ask him. You got to ask. Amen. My wife is the, she picks out our cars. Amen. Because every time she picks one out, it's, it's a great car. We, we've never got a bad car when, as, as long as I let her pick them out. <laughs> she picks out the good one and she'll say, no, nope, this one don't feel right. And, Amen. and she'll set in one and she'll say, this one feels right. She said, let's see if we can trade for this. And we always get a good deal, just like what you're talking about. God supplies our needs. Amen. And you know, a very important, you know, we've said earlier, pray with your children. Yeah. See, our children got to witness this. Yeah. Our children got to <laughs> witness us praying for a car. Our children got to witness us praying for a home that he provided. When I was driving for a little trucking company and when along came Conway Freight to buy them out, we had just got in a financial situation. You know how we were talking earlier, how yeah. sometimes we go through seasons of life and some of them's hard. We were going through a hard season. And we about lost everything. But, brother, he was getting moving us farther away to put us in position to be blessed. Because, brother, this is another major point that you pray for when you ask God. I was asking God when my first daughter, when our first daughter was born, Lord, been gone three and four weeks at a time is no way to raise a daughter. I was missing, you know, not seeing my daughter. So we started praying, Lord, if I could only make $10 an hour, if you could get me just a local job. And uh, it seemed like everything started falling apart. We about lost our home. We about lost everything, brother. You know, I can look back now and see that's the way he got us out of where we were at, moved us about 60 miles far or 70 far farther west over into a little town called Hohenwald, Tennessee. He blessed us with a little, a little house with five acres. And it wasn't where we was wanting to go. It was farther away from North Carolina instead of closer to North Carolina from where we were living at the time. And the whole time we were praying for a job that I'd come off of the road. Well, praise God, he did that and we was thinking everything was falling apart when he was putting it all into place mm. because i got on with that company there in that little town and seven months later along came conway and bought that company up <laughs> and i was of only one out of four drivers that they kept out of all the drivers they had they had probably close to 25 or 30 drivers but i was only one out of four that they kept because I was one of the four that didn't have more than two speeding tickets at the time because yeah. we was running Detroit. <laughs> but, you know, that's another way God moved us into a place that wasn't comfortable to bless us with a job that I was just regional. 
I was just gone overnight and back, overnight yeah. and back. Yeah. And then the vice president of the company met me three months later and said, okay, now we're dissolving the company. You have your choice of anywhere to move at any terminal in the state of Tennessee. So I said, okay, Knoxville would be good. He said, well, I really need you up in the Tri-City area. <laughs> I said, okay, that's another God thing. Or I'd have been in the Knoxville area instead of up in the Tri-City area, which God blessed us with a little eight-acre farm that is just a picture-perfect perfect place. When we were Now, this took a year, another year. It took a year for this all to pan out. We was had to get an apartment. But, brother, getting back on how God answered that prayer, I specifically asked for $10 an hour. Yeah. The start and pay when Conway hired me was like $10 and 33 cents an hour. <laughs> so not only did he give me the $10, he gave me a raise above that. Praise God. Now, ain't that the way God does? That's the way God works, yeah. He, he gives us more than we could ever ask for. And since then, it's just been blessing. It's been blessing after blessing. Yeah. You know, yeah. that how God answers prayer, but we have to ask. From the time that I got up to the Tri-City Terminal, I was blessed with getting to know that man I mentioned earlier, Jerry. Yeah. He, he invited me to church several times, but we were constantly going taking care of family in North Carolina which was just two hours away. But God had a bigger plan, brother. I tell you what. Well, the Lord uh, opened the door there at work. They asked me to join what they call a values task force. It was sort of like a committee that took care of driver's problems and employee problems before they came out. Nowadays, it's human resources. Right. Well, back then, they started out with this values task force where people were – asked to meet and take problems and questions and answers and brainstorm and solve problems for drivers and other employees, dock workers, whatever. In the middle of that, I never realized what I was getting myself into or what God was putting me in. <laughs> there you go. Because there was so much of the cussing, the discontent, the... The arguments, the ill will, it was thick, brother. And the Lord started putting on my heart, we need to pray. We need to start a prayer. We need to start a prayer group or something, at least if it ain't nothing but on Monday mornings before we come into work of a morning. At that time, I was just running local in the city. I wasn't out on the yeah. local region line hall run. Well, brother, I'll tell you what. God used that because he was, but I was chicken, brother. <laughs> I, I, You know, I was chicken to go and ask another driver because it was like the devil saying, oh, who do you think you are? Yeah. I mean, they've seen you get mad. They've seen you take a fit. They've seen you say things you shouldn't say. Who? Why would they want to pray with you? At the same time, it seemed like every morning on my way to work, whether if I was listening to, Charles Stanley or whoever on the radio, brother, they started talking about getting baptized and, and how after you get saved, you should get baptized. Uh-huh. And I said, well, Lord, I ain't never been baptized. <laughs> so, okay, there's another one of them moments that I ask. I said, okay, Lord, if I need to be baptized, you lead me to the preacher. You know exactly the preacher that I'll get baptized from. That's my word. That was my prayer. Lord, you know the preacher. You know the church. You even know, even if it's in a creek somewhere, where I'm going to get baptized, and that's what I want. Well, you know, it was eight months, brother. And I was even saying, okay, Lord, ain't nothing to this baptizing stuff. <laughs> See, I didn't know God was working. Setting everything up. I've heard you say it's a setup. It's a setup. Well, sometimes it takes a few months to get it all set into place, brother. And I tell you what, I get excited when I get to telling this testimony <laughs> because it's a powerful part of my testimony, one of the most important part of my testimony. Because, brother, after eight months, me and that Jerry, my, one of my good friends that I was talking about, 
we got to talking about church, and I said, well, do you think your preacher would have time to talk to me about being baptized? He said, actually, this coming week would be perfect. It's the week before Easter. We got a guest preacher, and he'll have a little extra time before preaching starts after Sunday school. He said, but let me confirm. And he did, and he said, yeah, be there at 10 o'clock or whenever it was. Well, sure enough, we got there. My wife and daughter, my daughter was, I think, around 13 then. And my wife and I and my son, of course, my son went with uh, his son on into the sanctuary. And we met Donald Page was the preacher's name. But he said, come on into my office. Yeah. And he said, well, does your wife and daughter want to come in with us? He said, Jerry said that you would like to talk about being baptized. I said, yes, sir, sure would. So we went in, Jackie and I, Nikki, we sat down. He looked me right now, brother. He said, if you died tonight, are you 100% sure you'd go to heaven? It throwed me back a loop. <laughs> I thought, I'm going to talk about getting baptized out here. He's wanting to know if I'm saved. So praise God. I, I, I thought a minute and I thought, yes, I am. Yeah. Just like that. He said, why? I said, nothing I did, but by the blood of Jesus Christ has Amen. been applied. Yeah, that's right. Well, he just turned from me and turned and looked Jackie and I and asked her the same question. Wow. If you died tonight, are you 100% sure you'd go to heaven? There's a hesitation. And to me, I don't know about her, it seemed to me like it was forever. And she said, no. Wow. And I about fell out of the chair. Because we prayed together. Like I've testified different times, we prayed and God answered prayer. I thought she was saved. And then he turned to my daughter, Nikki, and asked her the same question. Are you 100% sure? He said, do you understand what we're talking about? She said, yes, I do. And he said, would you like to know, both of y'all, before we leave this office, you would be 100% sure that you'd go to heaven if you was to die tonight? They both said, yes, we would. Wow. Praise God. He pulled out a little Bible track. It had that cross over that big gulf with the flames in it. Praise God. Jesus. We was over here on this side, and Jesus was on the other, and heaven and the heaven shore, that little Bible track. I wish I could find one of them, but anyhow, I remember it. Yeah. And he went through that Bible track, and the Romans wrote a salvation, and they said, and he asked them, would you like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And they both said yes. We got down and prayed right there, right there in his office. And before we come out of there, we all four was saved, praise God. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. for the glory of God. Woo! And all I wanted was to find out about getting baptized. And But you see how... It was a setup. It was a setup. And it all started back when the Lord started putting on my heart... We needed to pray with those drivers. Yeah. But I was too chicken. But see, I hadn't been baptized. Now, this is me. I don't know how everybody else's experience is. But see, I got saved back when I was a teenager and then just got fell off out into ever the world. Yeah. I got lost out into the world. But yet God was with me. He never left me or never forsaken me. I did him, but he didn't me. Exactly. But praise God. Through all that, when I went back to work and we had our next meeting, the Lord started putting that on my heart again, brother. He started saying, you need to pray with them, boys. And we had one lady that was the customer rep that is in the office that called the customers. She was part of that group, too. And I thought, do I ask one? Do I ask the both drivers or do I ask her also? Well, the Lord all of a sudden gave me wisdom. Go to them individually. Don't yeah. go on, don't bring it up in our meeting. Catch him out in the parking lot before you come in of a morning. So that's what I did. He gave me opportunity for each one individually. And each one, brother, when I asked, I said, well, the Lord's put on my heart. Could we start a prayer on Monday mornings before we ever start the week off? Yes. <laughs> the second one, yes, we need it. The third one, even the lady in the office, yes, we by all means need it here. We do. And praise God, we did. We started meeting on Monday mornings and praying for the terminal, praying for the drivers, praying for safety, praying for everybody there. And praise God, I tell you what, 
the Lord, you know, we're talking about how Lord puts prayer on your heart, yeah. brother. They was one day my wife and I, Jackie and I, was going out to eat. And the Lord started putting on my heart, ask that waitress if she has any prayer requests before you pray for your food. Yeah. And I was arguing with myself. I thought, well, I should think I'm crazy. What, what? You know, we, we, we let the devil get to in our mind sometimes or just the flesh yeah, or right. chicken. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I admit sometimes I'm chicken. But praise God. When uh, we sat down and she uh, came and asked us for our drinks, she went and got our uh, drinks and came back to the table to take our order. And I told Jackie, I said, the Lord's put on my heart to ask her if she has any prayer requests. She said, okay. So when she came back and put our drinks down and got her pencil out and said, okay, take your order now, I said, uh, yeah, we'll have the buffet or whatever it was. I believe it was a buffet that time. And she was writing it down, and I said, but, I said, before we eat, we pray. Uh, are there any prayer requests that you would like before we pray? Brother, she <laughs> dropped that pen and that pad on the table, grabbed my hand with her hand, grabbed her my wife's hand with the other hand. She said, my husband and I just lost our child. Wow. We need prayer wow brother i was so choked up i couldn't hardly pray it hit me hard yeah. but see that's how the lord will put something on your heart you never know what the next one is struggling with even if it's a waitress and how easy is that to say do you have any prayer requests we pray before we you know you're convicting me now hallelujah brother, <laughs> brother. and and i failed to do it many times yeah. since then so we should have did it this morning. I should we have brought should, it. Yeah. Hallelujah. Before we ate breakfast. That's what I said. You're convicting me now. <laughs> but how many times do we eat out and how easy that would be? Do yeah. you have any prayer requests? Now, yeah. I have had one to say, no, I ain't got any. Yeah. And walked off. So be prepared for that also. Yeah. But you talk about, I couldn't hardly pray, could have Jackie. I was so choked up when she grabbed our hands and said, we lost our child. Wow. Pray for us. And I said, what's his name and what's your name? And then we prayed for him right there. One more thing I about forgot. There was a driver out of Lumberton that another driver came to him and asked him, you think we could have Bible study? Like we could do like three-way calling? <laughs> yeah. Back in the day, you know, before these smartphones, we figured out how we could do three-way calling and somebody else could call somebody else and get tied in and we'd yeah. have little group prayer groups. Uh, there was there was one of the drivers that actually was a, a preacher out of Lumberton, uh, Tom Corney. He's still on the. Well, anyhow, it was in 2014, and God birthed the uh, the Midnight Crusaders. The Midnight Crusaders, we call it the prayer line, and that's what this God put this testimony on my heart is. It's all about prayer, brother, and how God has used prayer all through my life. To, to, for all the major and the small things, whether if it be a car, whether if it be a decision, whether if it be a job decision, and how my son and daughter has prayed about their jobs when God's blessed them with jobs, and even vehicles, just important times in life. Sometimes we're just down and out. And how when you start giving God glory, when you start praising God, and how He just brightens your day, and lift you up out of that pit, as you've said so many times. Amen. You know, but I tell you what, brother, that Midnight Crusaders ministry started in 2014, and it's still going today. They they come on at 9 o'clock, no, about 9.30. It's between 9 and 9.30, closer to 9.30 Eastern time. And I'll leave that number with you, brother. It, it's a it's a conference call, and it and it's got an access number. Yeah. But it's at nine o'clock or well nine thirty at night Eastern time, and then at six o'clock of the morning, and we're still going. We got uh, actually three or four different preachers that comes on and gives a message, and but sometimes the spirit will just say you need to be about a prayer. But we usually always take prayer requests, brother. It's just ever how the Lord will move. Okay, so this Midnight uh, Crusaders ministry, it's a conference line that you guys just get on and pray and, uh, well, preach, uh, 
you told me sometimes somebody break out singing. Amen. It, we got singers about, on there. It's all about praising the Lord and lifting up the name of Jesus. Yes, sir. So this is for whosoever. This is a whosoever ministry. Yes, sir. I, lo I love those whosoever ministries. I, you know, uh, when when I started my tape ministry, I thought it was a, a trucking ministry, and I found out later that it was uh, a whosoever ministry. Yes, sir. God wants whosoever whosoever to come needs in prayer you yes. need prayer you come on we'll yeah. pray for you brother so we're going to have this uh uh phone number on uh our label of this cd and if you're listening to a radio program or a podcast we're going to go ahead and give you these phone numbers and the access code that you can uh call in and uh become part of this midnight crusaders prayer and uh charles is going to give you this number here in just a minute, but right now we're going to have a song, and while everybody runs and gets a, a paper and pencil so they can write this Midnight Crusaders phone number down, so we're going to put on a song right now, and uh, you talked about a song off of uh, my CD, uh, No Shame the Cross Won't Bear, that Country Boy's Prayer, and you're talking about prayer, Amen. and that's what this is all about, and so here's a song that um, I... Got to record uh, called uh, Country Boy's Prayer, and this is a song I wrote. So Amen. I hope you enjoy it. And Amen. Get, the, get you a pencil and paper, and we're going to give you those phone numbers here in just a minute. You know I'm just a country boy And I've always been shy and backward in my ways So I guess I'll never be able to pray out loud Cause it would scare me to death to talk before a crowd So I'm gonna write down my thoughts as a prayer And I sure hope this letter gets to you up there Lord, thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for sending the world your son. Why, just yesterday, I was sitting under our big old shade tree, and I was just sort of looking around. I started thinking about how good you've been to me, and the peace of mind I found. Now, Lord, you know I can't sing. And my prayers to you, they're not much. But there are days I feel you so near. Why, I can almost feel your touch. I guess what I'm trying to say, Lord, is thanks for all that you've done for me. Like this modest little home we build out of logs and my buddy this old big yellow dog this soft gentle rain that helps our flowers to grow or the beautiful colors I just saw in your rainbow the sweet smell of flowers how they fill the air that's just another reminder how much you care my wife softly humming a song her mama used to sing. The laughter of our grandchildren on our old backyard tire swing. There's only one way to describe what all this is worth. Well, Lord, you gave me a heaven right here on earth. Now I know other folks are waiting to say thanks, Lord. So I won't take up any more of your time. But I just hope you're as happy up in heaven as you've made me right here in mine. Well, I guess that's all for now, Lord. I'll just say amen. And I'll sign this letter. Yours truly, a friend. Yeah, the Midnight Crusaders, like I said, it's just 
Uh, whosoever ministry, we uh, the way we get to rolling at night, it, it, it works out good. Around 9.30, a little before, whatever, works out good. That's Eastern time, 9.30 at night, Monday through Friday, which, uh, and then 6 a.m. Tuesday through Saturday, uh, Eastern time because that's when we're all on our way back in. But like I said, we have we have retired preachers that gets on there. We have singers. We have uh, other – we have wives at home that gets on the line at night, brother. We right. They join in. They give their prayer requests. Sometimes they'll even break out in prayer with <laughs> us, brother. I mean, it's a whosoever. It is. It's whether if it's you're, a, you're someone at home, you can call this number, or if you're riding up and down the road at these times. All right, here's the number for the Midnight Crusaders. The phone number is 862-303-2200. And the access code is 43617-POUND. One more time, here's the phone number. Midnight Crusaders, 862-303-2200. Access code... Four three six one seven pound. And if you hear that elevator music, we hadn't got cranked up yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Charles, I don't like to close any program without asking people the question that the preacher asked Jackie, you, and Nikki. If you died today, do you know that you would go to heaven? Amen. And that's that's the question we want to ask them. Amen. You know, if you've heard this testimony and the Lord is tugging on your heart, you know, you've seen that picture of Jesus knocking on that door and there's no doorknob yeah. on the outside. Praise God. It's because he's a gentleman. He won't open, break that door down to come in. I'm praying right now, Lord God, Lord, if you're out there, all you got to do is say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I am a sinner, Lord God. Forgive me for my sins. It's that easy as a child can understand, and He will. Jesus will come in. He will sup with you. He's with you forever. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. But when you say, forgive me, Lord, He's a right-on-time God. He'll forgive you, and it's forever. Lord, it's, it's forever, and I just want to thank Him for saving me. All you got to do is give us a call, and we will pray for you. Whatever your prayer needs are, we'll be glad to pray for you. Uh, here at Lonesome Road Ministries, my phone number is 618-383-2107. And if you want to talk to Charles Stevens, tell him your phone number, Charles. Amen. 423-292-2974. And he'll be glad to pray. Amen. That's right. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell you who I am I was a thief I told lies I hung beside Jesus Christ When he was crucified I felt forever in the wind Wanted him to set me free Your Bible says I'm just the one Who said, dear Lord, remember me Please remember me I saw the blood, I saw the scar I never stole again And I found eternity The gospel says I'm just the one Right out, Lord. 
hung by my side He spoke words full of sin I'm not sure where he went I never saw his face again Stars were in the sky I cried out, Lord, set me free You're talking to the one Who said, dear Lord, remember me Please remember me called paradise well brother at at uh, please remember me you know there's many that I've shared that song with that it's really touched their heart and it's because you think of that thief on the cross brother please remember me you know that's when your heart's broke and you realize you are a sinner and just like that old thief, he didn't have to do anything but accept Jesus, him hanging right beside him on that cross. And that's so true that that's all you have to do is repent and accept Jesus. And that's what I just want to thank you, brother, for your ministry. Lord, I want to thank you for call, for the Lord. I want to thank the Lord for you putting on your heart to ask me to share how God has used there's so many, so many times he's answered prayer, brother, and he loves us that much. He just wants us to call out to him. You know, just like that word, that first word, ask. Jesus, this is in letters of red, ask, and it shall be given unto you. Amen. 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 Well, God bless you. I want to thank you and Jackie for being part of Lonesome Road Ministries family. And that's what we are. We're family. And I, I, you guys have been a part of the family for I don't know how many years, uh, quite a few. But Amen. this is the first time we've got actually got to meet. And Amen. it has been quite a pleasure on our end, uh, me and my wife, Linda. And we're just so glad that you came up and, and sharing your heart. And I can just envision God birthing uh, prayer groups and trucking companies all across the country. Amen. I envisioned that when we talked about it on the phone before Amen. you ever came up. I, God just showed me trucking companies all over the country, starting prayer groups. What a difference we can make all across America. Hallelujah. If prayer Hallelujah. was just introduced into our company yes. before we even start our day. Yes. Woo, what a difference. Yes. God before can you make. even start your shift. You can pray before you even leave home, brother. Yeah. You can pray, but when ask God. Just like he put in my heart to go individually, would you like to pray before we start work today? Would it be a Monday morning get-together? Whatever it yeah. is, God will bless that opportunity. to. Not only are you praying for your company, praise God, you're praying for each other. You're praying for people that's sick. Listen to God knocking on your heart, whether if it's pray, 
who to pray for or to start a prayer group, listen. Amen. Amen. Roads of life lost without hope. Eighteen wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. In my hand was a track the preacher had read, his words still echoing in the back of my head. I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. Hey drivers, we appreciate you letting us ride along with you in the cab. And you can contact us at 618-383-2107 or you can log on to our website at lonesomeroad.org and check us out on the web. You can listen to all of our radio programs on our website on our broadcast from the past page. So check it out. And if you ask Jesus Christ into your heart, then give us a call and let us know. Broken-hearted and lonesome, so long I've been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree.